Welcome to the Property Boom Show with Todd Polkey. Straight talk about how to make big money from property in today's market. So a common way that people get started in creating big chunks of equity through uh, property investing is doing a, uh, a subdivision. So putting property in the backyard of another uh, property and basically creating two, uh, two separate titles. Um, tell me a story about when you've done a deal like that. Yeah, sure. Um, look, this was a deal I did a little bit earlier on, and it was a um, it was a great deal to do. It really helped me, uh, you know, accelerate my portfolio and create a really nice chunk of equity that I was then able to uh, withdraw and recycle my um, my cash and deposit back out, so I can move forward very rapidly. So, um, now uh, some of you already know that I grew up in Toowoomba and I did a lot of my schooling in Toowoomba, and so um, I know that market plays very, very well. And I always had my fingers in the pie up there. Um, and uh, you know, we've witnessed Toowoomba go through quite a dramatic change in, uh, like the the whole, um, you know, what it used to be known as it was a hole in the hill. And so, um, <laughs> some of you, anyone that knows Toowoomba knows that it's um, quite a quite a way above, uh, you know, sea level, and you have to go up this big range to be able to get up there. And um, uh, when we were growing up there, it wasn't really too much to do. So we used to think it was just a, just a hole of a place to live. But it really has changed quite dramatically. And um, it's, a, it's a major regional diversified economy in town and, and a place for people, well, city really, you know, there's over 200,000 people there, but for people to actually go and, um, you know, live there, work there, raise families there and um, get education there. So that was the, um, the, the market I did, um, did this subdivision in. And whenever you're looking for a, um, a deal to create chunks of, chunks of equity, you always want to be looking at the margin behind the deal, right? So um, when, I, uh, when I started hunting, or is there margin in the deal? Is it worthwhile actually doing this strategy to create a result? And so when I started hunting around for this deal, um, I, you know, I picked up the phone, I called counsel and um, I, I found out all, you know, what are all the different criteria that I need to be able to um, do a subdivision type of strategy and to uh, do a build on it and, and um, I got very, very specific around what type of property I was looking for and that was really important because, um, you know, I decided, okay, well, I wanted a property which was going to be, um, you know, just, this is a number of years ago, something off the top of my head. So, um, you know, I wanted a property which was on about a thousand square meters of land because that was around what I, what I needed in the area. I wanted to um, make it quite simple to start with because this is my very first um, uh, subdivision strategy I did. I've done a, I've done a couple since. And um, so I, I also, I didn't want to have to go through, you know, changing council laws and all that type of silly stuff. So um, I, I wanted to have, uh, I was trying to find a block of land which had two three frontages. So it was going to be nice and easy with the, what the prop, the house located on the front of the block. So it was, was going to be nice and easy for me to cut off, um, cut off the back of the block and then build something with its very own access to it, right? So that's what I really was looking for. And, um, you know, for that first subdivision, um, that was really important. And on top of that, I wanted to find somewhere where I'd found subdivisions being done before. So there was kind of a precedent in council already. So I got very, very specific in what I was trying to find and what I was trying to create and, um, you know, the type of profit that I could expect and also the, the parameters around um, you know, what I needed to buy it for and what brand new properties in the area were going to be worth and what if I renovated the existing house on the block, then what might that be worth and what might they rent out for? So 
I got very, very specific around what I was looking for, and that was really, really important. And mm. then I started going and, um, you know, talking to real estate agents, and I started to actually go build relationships with them and let them know, you know, as a property investor, this is what I'm looking for. This is specifically the type of property I'm looking for. And I tell you what, you know, before any of those properties go to market, you know, bring that to me, and I'll give you a very quick decision. In 48 hours, I'll let you know if yeah. that was um, something I'd be interested in doing. Music and that was to the ears, a quick sale. <laughs> well, you got it, but music to my ears as well, meaning that, um, yeah. you know, if they did actually bring it to me, then I wouldn't be fighting with another That's right. uh, it's a win -win. vendor over it, you know? Yeah. So. The only person that doesn't win is the vendor, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? They still got their, the price that they, they yeah. needed out of the deal, which is fine. And, um, and they, got they didn't a, know how yeah. to do a subdivision. They weren't interested in that. That was just a family that needed to, to move on and, um, and uh, you know, upgrade their home, I think, is what the yeah. reason they wanted to um, get from that a growing family. So 1,000 square metres. So uh, was the council rule that you could have uh, a subdivision if it was 500 square metres um, total land size to keep the amenity of the area thereabouts? Yeah, exactly right. In this particular area I was targeting Toowoomba, absolutely it was, yeah. So I, I made sure I, I knew what the council wanted because I just wanted to submit something to council where they would just go, yeah, tick, tick, tick. It ticks all their boxes and um, it was just a nice smooth process rather than trying to fight with them and mm. trying to, like, gonna, anyone that's had the experience are going to try to fight with council and the red tape and all the bureaucracy and all that type of stuff. It's oh, just not worth it. Unless you've got a year, yeah, yeah, waste of, waste of time and energy. So, so how did the numbers work out? So you uh, you bought the property and then you put your, as you were settling, did you put in the paperwork to council to get approval and start picking a builder or? Yeah, correct. So, um, you know, as I was uh, doing my due diligence on the property, you know, I, I'd already um, had uh, picked up some team members along the way who I, I, I'd been researching that beforehand because I was pretty set on the strategy I was going to do and I was pretty set on the location and I knew that if a great deal popped up, I want to be in a position where I can take very quick action. So yeah. I had um, assembled my team already. So by the time that I was going into this property, um, looking at it, doing my due diligence, doing my building and pest and all that normal type of stuff we need to do and getting my finance organised. By the time I went unconditional, I was ready to, um, you know, town planning had already been done, like you know, the plans had already been drawn up. I was ready to submit everything to council pretty well straight off the bat um, because time is money, you know. I, I, the, yeah. the more, um, the more, the faster I could get things through, the more money I was going to be making in the um well the shorter term and and the longer term is the reality of the matter because the less and did you have a tenant in while you were building in the back? Yeah, I did, um, but I, I significantly cut his rent. Yeah, yeah okay. I reduced Cause, his rate. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's not getting the full amenity and he's got a building site in his uh, backyard. So exactly, okay, well, that exactly. Works well, at least you know you you may not be covering the whole cost of the mortgage, but you're not. You know, it's not dead either. You know, you are getting some money, which is which is good, uh, because that is one of the things about development. You know, you could be on track to make a big profit someday, but you've got to cash flow it uh, the entire time, and that's why you see so many developers that, um, you know, they might be millionaires in two years, but at the moment they're, you know, just always scrambling for for uh, you know cash and pre-sales and stuff like that. Yeah, so, definitely so that's, experience that's cool. That's yeah. cool. So. Uh, you, you had a team ready to go, um, and you had your stuff submitted to council, and then they started building. How long did it take them to build the property? 
Yeah, well, I had to wait for all the um, the council stuff to go through. Thankfully, it went through um, in a relatively short period of time. I think it was all ticked and done and dusted and um, ready to start building within about four weeks after, That's after good, all isn't the it? submissions were done. No hassling on your behalf. <laughs> you were you went down there, you know, greasing palms and uh, loving people up, or that was. I, I was. You were right. I'd already been speaking to the town planner and everyone I needed ah, to speak okay. to for weeks before I did the deal. So they they kind of knew me already. Yeah, um, and, and that, that was important. Great. So that kind of put everything through nicely. Yeah, and local boy makes good relationship. You know, it, it all it all can uh, all can help. Sounds like a nice story, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Saved uh, up money, rustling cows, or digging yeah, oil wells. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I used the relationship there. You know, I'm from Toowoomba, and I lived out here, and been here for you know 15 years of my life, and all that type of silly stuff. So yeah, I used everything I had in the in the nego- in the relationship. So that's yeah, cool. that's great. Well, because four weeks, you know, it seems very quick uh, for for a council. So then uh, you had your builders uh, go in there. Was it a three bed three bedroom house or yeah I was just building a three bed two bath um, you know a double car- get double garage house um, oh, on nice. the other side there um, I was also did a renovation on the um, on the front house just really um, minor renovation more cosmetic you know structurally everything paint. was fine so it was more just a cosmetic renovation at the same time paint so, carpet like, okay Fencing, yeah. kitchen or kitchen bathroom, or you just gave them oh, paint and just, fitting? Just part-ups, you know, new cupboard doors, new door handles, um, new blinds, oh, yeah. you know, got got rid of, you know, 19, I don't know, 70s, 1980s blinds or something yeah. like that. And, well, it's um, such an easy win, morning. isn't it, when you see that, you know, if a place needs painting, new blinds, new fittings, it's such an easy win because uh, you can dramatically change the look of a place with uh, paint paint out the front and uh, paint paint inside. It's a, it's a really great ROI move. Absolutely, and then landscaping is another big one, right? You know that street appeal um, to the mm. eye is really critical when you're Huge. trying to increase the value of a of a of a piece of real estate. So that's right. Um, yeah. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, so you you got the value of the first uh, the front property up, and how long did it take to build the second property? Yeah, it was about um a four and a half month um, turnaround time frame um, to to lock up. So. Um, of that second property, so we, um, you know, we, we had a, uh, you know, the title and all that type of stuff issued, and we, um, we, to lock up stage. Yeah, it was about a four and a half month process. So um, there were a couple of delays in between, but nothing major, thankfully, and um, certainly had, uh, you know, some time frames locked into the contract when we were, um, when I was putting that together with the builder to start with. Okay, well, it sounds like you did a very professional job. In your feasibility, in your relationships, and uh, and in how you do your contracts, so so really, really good job. Then, uh, what was your uh, strategy? Like, how did the numbers? How did you plan the numbers to work on? And how did the numbers work? And what did you do with the properties once it was built? Yeah, look, really, I was targeting over a, um, you know, I was okay with about a, over a fifteen percent um, ROI on on that particular deal. Uh, so you know, because of my first subdivision, and look, in doing any renovation or or, or a subdivision, getting over fifteen percent, you know, usually you're happy days with it, right? And development, um, usually twenty percent. So uh, that was my target number that I was looking at. Okay, well, if I'm going to go into this deal, and this is the minimum that I'm going to accept, I wound up creating about a nineteen percent return on um, return on the investment. So I think off the top of my head, again, this was done a while ago. I don't have the numbers in front of me. To the top of my head, that was about a, um, an eighty thousand net profit came out of the deal. So 
Um, that then, you know, I wound up um, keeping them for about 12 to 18 odd months before selling the front house and keeping that back house. That was, sorry, selling the front house, the older house and keeping the newer one. Um, mm. That was always my strategy behind it, right? So because I wanted to use it as a bit of a trading strategy and then I was able to hold that newer, um, newer property you know, in the Toowoomba market, which has done very, very well over the last kind of um, four to five odd years in the marketplace and create some more equity behind it. So, yeah, you know, it was a solid little return and it was a, it was a great little experience. It's wonderful, you know, and I think that's the power of thinking strategically. So what you've done on your, I think this was your second property, is you've given yourself a major jump up in equity and you've done it quickly. So you could have waited for a few years for the Toowoomba market to really take off, which it has done, and you've mm-hmm. enjoyed that, but you were able instead to manufacture, um, you know, 80-odd K that you can then use for your next purchase so you could get into your much, you could leapfrog into your next deal much quicker. Um, and you were obviously thinking in those terms as well. It's like, okay, I'm going to run out of equity soon. What can I do to supercharge this? And, and you did a really great job of that. Absolutely. You know, I was always focused on how I'm going to recycle my money back out of the deal. And as an investor, we always want to be asking that. You know, if an investor always thinks in terms of return on investment, um, where if I'm going to put money into a deal, I want to know where my return is. I want to know how I'm going to get it back out again. And you've got to be thinking like that, not just buying and hoping that something is going to work out. That's how a gambler thinks. And um, we're property investors. We're not gamblers. Yeah. So you um you got 80K of cash out of the uh, or profit um, thereabouts, how much yep. did you put down as a deposit for the property? Like how much was your money? And then how much uh, did you need to put down to finance the build? Or did you or did you borrow on the land to do the build or borrow on the completed project to do the build? Uh, John, I should have organised numbers before this. Um, I'm going to give you approximately what they are. So yeah, um, I, I originally bought back, the... Um, yeah, it was a while back and I have the numbers in front of me. Um, so I, I originally bought the property for in the vicinity of the, the mid threes mark, mid to late 300 mark. Um, so with a, a 90% loan to value ratio. So I would have needed to put down probably around fifty to 60,000 to secure the piece of real estate to start with um, yep. as a deposit and got the rest through lending. Um, then I had to, you know, when I was funding the, um, the, the build, um, and the you know council costs and whatnot. I had uh, obviously other property where I had to create some equity in there, so I had some um, equity in in those other um, you know a couple other properties as well. And I was using that as a deposit to fund the um, the construction of the um, of the, uh, the the new property and also the council costs. So um, you know I, I was I was using um, equity to be able to create another property to be able to fund that um, fund that. Um, the, the build and the council cost and everything moving forward. Oh, okay. So this wasn't your second property. It was sort of your third or your fourth. Yeah, uh, correct. Property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah, the second okay. one. Yeah. And that's a very common uh, story, you know. After buying two or three properties, people start going, "Oh, you know, I'd love to do a new build. I'd love to do a duplex. I'd love to do a, um, a, uh, uh, you know, something creative like a subdivision." So people start um, expanding beyond. Um, you know, just a, more of a passive strategy. So, yeah, that's great. Well, it's just a natural evolution for a lot of investors, right? So, you know, a lot, I had this guy that one day, he, he came to me, and this is like the other end of the spectrum, right? This guy came to me um, 
wanting to be a property developer because you know he thought it sounded sexy. He knew property developers could make a lot of money, and um, and uh, you know he had a bit of cash behind him. So we come in from overseas. He had about a million dollars of cash sitting behind him, and um, so he was he was cashed up, and he decided, well, I want to be a property developer. Okay, great, you know, great strategy. You can make a lot of money doing that. Um, you can really rapidly accelerate your portfolio. But then I started asking questions. So, have you done any develop, developments before? Uh, no. Uh, have you done any subdivisions or strata tiling before? Uh, no. Have you done any bills or house and lands or anything? No. Have you done any renovations? No. Have you actually bought any property? Oh, yeah, I bought my own home once. And that was the, this guy's whole experience when it came to property investing. I said, well, hang on a moment. Like, do you actually know anything about development or anything like that? Well, no, I don't, but I, I think you can make a lot of money out of it, so I want to be a developer. And I had to pull this guy back and bring him back. Well, look, the most important thing right now is that you need to invest strategically. You need to build the foundation of a portfolio and build the foundation of your knowledge first and foremost before rushing out and just trying to become a developer where you really have no idea what you're doing. And um, this is what I was advising the guy and... Um, and, uh, you know, he actually didn't take my advice. Um, I met up with him again about 12 to 18 months later and uh, he had gone into, tried to go into this development site and he was in a lot of pain um, because he, <laughs> he didn't know how to negotiate with builders. He didn't have the contracts in place. The bill was supposed to finish in about five months. It's a pure, you know, little uh, duplex development strategy. Um, you know, it was stretched on for about 12 months, longer than what it was supposed to. You know, there was problems with um, with council. Like he was just in, in a whole world of pain because he really just did not, um, he didn't have the knowledge, he didn't know what he was doing. And as a property investor, we've got to go through an evolution where maybe your first property is straight down the middle boring where you're buying a property um, mm. which is already existing and sitting there where you can understand it, it's, you, can, um, you can see it growing and see the reasons why and you know what, then you might do a renovation or maybe you might do a house on land next where someone else is helping you do it and uh, you know, then you might do a duplex pair or then you might go and do a subdivision or a strata title or something like that. You know, property investing is a long-term strategy so don't run in and just try and do the most sexiest strategy first and foremost. Focus on building your foundation as a property investor. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. I mean, it's a little bit, um, I don't know if naive is the word, but there's you wouldn't start a complicated business without getting some training. And as profitable as developing can be, it's complicated in that there are lots of moving parts that you need to manage and mistakes are very costly. So uh, to go into it without you know, the proper training and proper support behind you um, isn't isn't that wise. So, um, yeah, Todd, thank you for sharing that story. No worries at all. Thank you.